<laughs> well, thank you so much, Lynn, for the opportunity we have to just uh, share with you. Uh, first of all, I want you to know that we, we aren't sitting up here as people who have arrived or in some way have a district model that is is up and going and, uh, and fully functional because, uh, as, as Pastor Alex would be quick to share, the district uh, model that we're operating under isn't even two years old yet. And so uh, when, when Pastor Alex and I had the privilege of uh, being uh, appointed to serve in our respective districts, uh, one of the first things I know as a district super, uh, supervisor, I told uh, the national church, and, and I also told our di- district, I said, we're going to adapt an, a special approach to our district. They call it slow districting. And everybody, all the supervisors looked at me like, What? What? And I said, I'm not talking about speed. I'm talking about a pace of doing life together. Because we're always so quick to say, to kind of throw out and make promises. And this is where we're going to do. And we throw out vision. And then people end up disappointed because you don't accomplish what you, quote, promise or visionize about. And so what we've been very, very, uh, we've been very paced in our process we have not tried in any way to, f- to carry the, the appearance that we have it all together. We don't. We're learning. Uh, we, it isn't about the district office. Our only purpose for existence is about the local church. And so that's kind of our philosophy. We exist for the purpose of the local church, serving pastors and local congregations. So it isn't ours to come together with this great plan for, uh, that answers all your needs. It's us to come together, and I think that's why Lynn has brought this exercise together. Us to come together and as a district, you to come together and say, who are we? What has God uniquely called us to do? What is our distinctive as a district, and how do we get about doing it? And, and I, I've had the opportunity to serve in a number of... Uh, different assignments in district uh, leadership. And I want you to know you have a unique, a unique spirit, a unique distinctive about your district. You do. There's something very special about you. Ryan and I have already talked about it. I wish we could, we could import and, and we'll do our best to import some of the spirit that God has put in your lives towards community, towards family. I'd like to see that affect our district. And, and I think that's, that's really what kind of coming together all about, is all about because we're better together. We're better together. And in times like this, we really get to talk through. And, and Ryan and I are not, not going to share with you. It's, it's like we've got it all figured out and we're, we're operating. We have a direction. We're walking this out. We're not, we're, we're not heading... It's not a hundred-yard dash. It's more like a marathon. Uh, we're, we're, we're just progressively moving together. The first thing we know is the foundation is exactly what you've been doing here. You're building relationships. Ministry flows out of relationship. It doesn't flow out of structure. It doesn't flow out of visionary planning. It flows out of relationship. And that's what you have. I mean, you, you are quantum leaps ahead of many, many districts because of that. You have a great relationship, and I, I contribute that uh, in, a, in a great extent because of your supervisors. They are 
amazing at building relationships and caring for you. And I, we're very thankful for just what they, what they add. But our, our approach in, in our, our district when it comes to just the long... We decided to go with values before we tried to put together vision. Because it isn't the, it isn't the vision that you're going to really fulfill. It's what you value is what you're going to choose to do. There's a lot of things I believe. There's a lot of vision I have. But when push comes to shove and my schedule gets busy and I have to make decisions, it's my values that are, will basically uh, how I navigate life. And I, I don't think any of us are different. We have four basic values. Uh, and our, uh, our number one uh, involves our priorities. And our priorities, first of all, is the local church. We believe we exist for the local church. And... Uh, that, that's our priority. Uh, we, we don't feel that the local church is there to serve the district office. We believe the district office is there to serve the local church. Second of all, we believe in the Great Commission. We believe it's all about seeing people come to know Jesus. So that's our priority. Now, our second value is about people. We believe in community and personal care. We believe in community and and we strive to create opportunities when people come together. Because when that happens, Jesus is in the midst and he begins to develop our life together. And so that's that's important to us as a district. And and, uh, we do that. Part of this whole value of people is we try and express personal care by uh, meeting with congregations and pastors and, and... continuing to support them, encourage them, and walk them through good times and difficult times. Our third is process. We, we believe in process. And this is important to us because we, number one, believe uh, uh, under the area of process as a value is we believe in simplicity. We believe in simplicity. Our goal is to reduce complexity and enjoy liberty. <laughs> The, the more complicated the, it gets, the more we're not sure Jesus is in it. Let me say that again. The more complicated it gets, the less we think that Jesus is probably in it. And we work really hard as a district to make sure we keep it simple. And uh, within that also, we, we believe that God's greatest gift in our district is people. And so we're very committed to the, to the value of and process of, of what we call creativity. We like to do things that are out of the box. Totally never been done before. And people say, why would you do that? That's the craziest idea. Because we have certain gifts. And we have certain callings that are resident in people that are in our community. It makes up the North Pacific District. And our pastors. And we want to see them release those gifts. And so that gives rise to our, 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 our whole area of this process. Uh, value and last is our, our our practices and we believe in spiritual formation and that we believe that takes place in two ways. Number one is mentoring. Mentoring is 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 when someone who maybe has been a little bit farther down the road than you deposits in your life. And the other is coaching and that's when somebody who has been trained to ask good questions pulls out of your life things you don't even know are there. And that's a whole, I wish we had time to talk about that. But we believe that's very important. And then spiritual spon- sponsorship. We, we, we believe the best way we'll find success as a district is sponsor the success of our pastors. 
So the more we do to make them successful, the better we'll be able to function as a as a district. And that's kind of the groundwork of how we think as a district office. Ryan, maybe you can tell some of the things in next gen. Ryan is a gift to me. I mean, he's a gift to me. Uh, I, I don't hear God for everything in our district. I have the big picture, and then a person like Ryan is specifically called to hear God for our next-gen ministry, which is our, our children and youth and into college age. And that's, that's his passion. Every once in a while, come, some, someone will come to me and say, uh, Pastor Larry, what's your vision for our, our, the youth of our district? And I say, well, you need to go talk to Ryan. Not that I don't have one. But he's the one who's hearing God for that. And I said, Pastor Ryan, and I'd love to talk with you about it, but it's not something I don't want to be, and no supervisor wants to be the, the, the what would I say, the, the capstone of all knowledge for a district. You just want to be a person who releases the gifts and of the team that God's put around you. And Ryan is an amazing gift to me. So, Ryan, share a little bit of what we're doing. Sure, absolutely. I think... Um, one of the things that uh, is so unique is that a lot of what I've already had in my heart when, when I came aboard about a year and a half ago um, was so lined up so perfectly with what ended up being our, our, our values. And that is essential. As I'm speaking to next-gen leaders here, it doesn't have to look the same. But the core values of who you are as next-gen have got to be a part of the core values of your district. And here's why. Because this district will be theirs in 15 to 20 years. That's true. So whatever we put into our kids, and I'm talking little kids, whatever we put into them all the way through college age in 10 years, they're going to be running the district. And so it's important to line those values up. And it's so interesting how what, what I had in my heart and how everything just lined up perfectly with what we're doing. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit different when you're working with kids because and, and, and youth. And, and I'll say this to everybody here. I know there's some senior pastors here. Uh, but it really doesn't matter what idea you have if it's not flying with the senior pastor. <laughs> True. Bottom line, you can come up with all, you guys have all experienced it, I've experienced it. You come up with all the greatest ideas, you come back, and if it's not flying with the senior pastor, it's, it's not going to fly in your local church. Which is another fantastic reason is to align next gen with the purposes of your senior pastors in your district. I don't see a whole lot of difference. I mean, I see that there's a heart of community here, just, oh, so much. So it's probably not going to be that hard of a thing to, to do that. But what we've done um, and what we're doing, what we're attempting to do is really based on three basic principles that, that if we can just do these three things as next gen, I think we're going to go really far. It's really like Larry shared. It's not about me presenting a new program. I, there's... I. Lord forbid that our district depends on what des- what I decide at a desk. Because we are in big amen, trouble amen, if that's amen. the case. Right? But even what, what Lynn's doing, that's a lot of what I did, is you just find out what's happening, what's stirring, and help scoot it together. And help try to make some sense out of... Because everybody in this room has a very specific identity to their region. I mean, from the difference to islands and parts of the islands and who you are, everybody and age groups, you have a specific identity that you can either say, this is what we do and this is who we are, or say, 
this is what part we contribute. That's right. Because it's the flavor of everybody in this room that is going to make up your district. When you think about what is the vision for the district, right here. I don't know. What is the vision for the district? It is within you because corporately you make up the vision for the district. And so that's an important thing to note. Everything you have, you don't necessarily have to change. You just have to contribute. Mm -hmm. Don't change it. Give it. (laughs) And and it will be a true flavor of who you are. So within the, the North Pacific District, there's three kind of core elements that we've been able to do. The first thing is gathering together. At some point, we got to gather together. And this is a little bit different than the next point. But gathering together is how our hearts get stronger. Mm-hmm. Our hearts get stronger with seeing each other. Um, we are in development of something that is called hubs. And this is, it's, a, it's the simplest thing. Um, it's not a big you know, training center. These hubs are people you can see at least once a month around coffee or a table that's within maybe an hour to an hour and a half drive. Children's pastors, youth pastors, college pastors, something that just puts you hanging out together. And here's the beauty of it. There's no agenda. It's not a training session. It's not a camp planning session. As a matter of fact, with the hubs, the vision is don't plan camps at hubs. Don't plan retreats at hubs. Don't ask each other how big each other's youth ministries are at hubs. You just spend time together and maybe share ideas, but it's relationship building. I was sharing with Marsha, one of the, one of, you guys got this here. I'm just saying it. You got this because we were driving to Starbucks and I was laughing and we were joking. And I realized I just spent two and a half hours with a bunch of people that do what I do. And not one person talked shop. Nobody talked about what are you doing? What am I doing? How do you do this? Yeah. It was just, now it's okay to do that, but to create environments where our hearts can just meld together, because mm, you will find stuff will get done a lot better when your hearts are together. And it's a challenge because hubs are also designed to get children's and youth pastors having coffee together. That's big. Ooh, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> that is a big deal. What I and even if within the hubs there's some different breakouts to pray for each other, it's the car ride over that makes the difference. If you've got an hour and a half to drive and you're sitting with your children's pastor and you're a youth pastor and your college pastor and you're in an hour drive together or 45 minutes or 30 minutes, there's a lot that can happen. Right. In our worlds, it's seldom that we sit down. Now, we have meetings together, and we talk about why we can't have VBS on the same week as we want to do the missions trip, right? <laughs> we, we have those kind of talks all the time. But what about just the talks of, like, how's it going with your family? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Creating hubs and relationship environments, gathering together, makes the heart go, grow stronger. Um, it's interesting within that value... It, it lines up perfectly with the value of people. Um, but isn't it interesting that before Jesus gave us specific instruction with the Holy Spirit, he said, why don't you just go hang out in this room together <laughs> with no agenda? They didn't know. They are just hanging out. But they were of one accord. Mm-hmm. Their hearts were mended. Just waiting. What's going on? I don't know. And then the instruction came. There's an important part to that. The second thing is, um, is to grow... To grow together. Um, what we've done in the district and what we're developing is two events. Uh, hubs are held monthly and our, our goal is to make them local and just 
have one church to, that said, we'll just host people. We'll buy donuts and coffee from 10. We'll have them open from 1030 to 1 o'clock every first Thursday of the month, however that looks. Uh, these, these two events, uh, two of them called, one called Big Fish. And uh, it was my idea for uh, a next-gen conference because we're going after the big fish. And the big fish takes us working together. It's the whole next generation, not just the little fish of youth, college, young adults. It's the big fish combined for a bigger catch, combining our nets. Um, and that is a training just like what you have here. That's on one time a year. And then on the other end, of, that's in the spring. And then in the other end of the calendar, which is in October, we do something called the Red Conference, which is all for student leaders. It is specifically student leaders 14 to college age that are the student leaders in your children's ministry and your youth ministry and your, and your churches. And, it, and we ask that the youth pastor or children's pastor or college pastor who these students serve with come and bring just their student leaders. And it's a very unique event. They can stay up as late as they want. They're, they're leaders. It's very, it's, we hit it hard. There's no salvation call. It is, you start, you know where you end with some camps? We start there. And what you're able to do when you've got a bunch of young leaders in a room, oh my goodness, it's such a great Amazing. thing. But those are the times that we grow together. So we gather together, we grow together. And that is the time we're learning on the same track because that's what makes our heads stronger. Our heads and our minds expand together. And there's a reason why we need uh, to learn to, to learn in a common thread. Not because we have to be the same. But there's a reason why we're all not called Corinthians or Ephesians or Galatians. Because there was the church of Corinth, there was the church of Ephesus, there was the church of Galatia. But there was a common thread, the Apostle Paul, that sewed together a common learning thread. They were all expressed differently and it was the combination of who they were individually that, it, that perpetuated the gospel. But there still was a common thread. Paul didn't tell them how to do what they did. He just said, you know, I see this. You could use a little of this. And to another one, you know, I see this. You and that's kind of what we need to do when mm -hmm. we learn together mm -hmm. and why a district's important. It's just a common identity and a common thread that we get to learn along. Amen? That's really, that's a, a rooted in our, our practice of, uh, or a value of practice. And then the third thing is, is giving together. Using our hands, putting our hands to the plow together mm -hmm. as a group. That is mostly expressed through our summer camps and winter camps, where all parts of our district come together and we have a director and he builds a team with multi churches and you're going to do program. It's scary. Because you don't have as much like, okay, we're going to do it just like our church wants it done. You've got to take risks. But boy, when you start to have a couple people speaking into your summer camp, whether it's in your region or whether it's in your, your, your whole district, you get some really great collaboration. And it makes our hands stronger by putting our hands to the plow together for our kids. And all of a sudden, we're not just doing our own thing for our own church anymore. We're putting our hands together with our brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving in the same way we do and putting our hands together for our kids. We did a winter camp, our first district winter camp a few years ago. And one of the things I said right off the get-go is I said, no honorarium policy. And what I meant by that wasn't, I said, I don't, we don't need to bring in a big-name speaker. We don't need to impress our kids. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is roll up our sleeves, all buck up, 
and say, I'm not getting anything out of this, but I'm going to go rake leaves for my kids, so to speak. <laughs> and boy, the heart that people came with, oh, there's, I'm all in for that. It was no longer something that people went to to become entertained. It was, let's all pitch in. Let's all pitch in and do this together. You know, when a, when a large church or a ministry gets too good at what they do and they hire in, like, like a, we, were, we were at our church, even we were standing there looking at our grass and we've got a, you know, now a, a company that comes in and mows the grass. And one of the pastors says, you know, I remember when we all just used to show up on Saturday and rake our own leaves. And there's a beauty in that. Yeah, there is. And I think as a district, it's very easy to lose that. Yeah. But to serve together, and maybe it's a mission, multi-island mission trip. I don't know. But collaborate, collaborating together and putting your hands to the plow together, that's what has really blessed us. And, and it doesn't always turn out perfect and definitely doesn't always turn out the way that maybe one person or another person thought it would. But we always walk away going, wow, we did that together. And um, it really turns, it, what, what it really does is it really takes the heart and the head that you're already working on and testing it. Does this really work together? Mm -hmm. Can we really do this together? Because remember, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to put our hands to the plow and say, is this really working for our next generation? Can we really do this together? Because isn't this what we want to teach our young people? Amen. Amen. And that's... uh, Expressed in the value of process. Good. Lynn? Yeah. Uh, we, go ahead, Lynn. If it, it, uh, basically, what, what we've talked about is all found in, in Psalm 78, where it says that the way David led Israel was according to the integrity of his heart. And we know that heart isn't an organ. It involves our head. Well, we believe in heart, head, and hands. And the skillfulness of his hand. So it's a growing together of raising up young people, raising up adults that work together hard head and hands and, and really make a difference. It's simple, uh, but it's something that we find we can do better together. And that's kind of where we're at in the process.